One of the beautiful things about having a national shrine or a shrine of any kind, um, if you are a Catholic, is the fact that we offer daily confessions. And whenever I go on the road, I always like to fly, or excuse me, if I fly, I always wanted to go to confession. There used to be a Franciscan chapel up by Albany Airport. Sadly, they've now closed. But here at the National Shrine, you can come and receive confession every single day. And so I was hearing confessions the other day, and we also not only have our confessionals in the back, but we usually have a priest on each side in our St. Joseph Chapel, which unfortunately you online probably can't see, and our St. Faustina Chapel here on the other side. So we were here and I was in one of the chapels and a beautiful woman came up and they didn't know I was even up here. There was a long line for the two back confessionals and they didn't even know we had two priests up here. So if you ever come to the shrine, know that we have two priests in these sides as well. And this woman came into the confessional and just broke into utter tears. And she said that there was something in her past and she just, it all came out, it happened years ago. And she really wondered if God could forgive her. This first passage or the first reading that brother read answers that question. And the second gospel confirms that the priest has the authority to forgive when that person enters the confession. So, so before she began her confession, she wanted to state that what she did was so bad that what she was worried about is that she couldn't be forgiven. And so I told her, this is not true. And she says, Father, you haven't even heard what I'm about to confess. I says, it doesn't matter. What you are about to tell me does not matter. And she looked at me, she says, I don't, in the midst of her tears, I don't understand, Father. I said, look, no sin is greater than the mercy of God. There is no sin that you could get ready to confess to our Lord that cannot be forgiven. And she brought up what I've taught, and I think that was God's way to say, teach it again. There's only one unforgivable sin. And she brought that up. And she said, the unforgivable sin, Father, you're wrong. There is unforgivable sin. It says in the Bible, it's unforgivable sin. I said, do you know what that is? It's nothing you're going to tell me. And she goes, what? And I says, what you are about to tell me cannot fall in the category of the unforgivable sin. And she goes, what do you mean, Father? I said, because you're here. The only unforgivable sin is not asking for the mercy of God. And you're here asking for the mercy of God. The very fact that you came into this confessional you ask for the mercy of God. The very fact that you are here, the very fact that you came seeking God's forgiveness and mercy means you are incapable of being guilty of the only unforgivable sin. 
The only unforgivable sin is final impenitence, going to your death, saying, I regret you, God. I hate you, God. I want nothing to do. I don't need you. I don't need this. I don't need your church. I don't need your grace. I'm fine as I am. And you're not doing that. The very fact that you are here, you are asking for God's forgiveness. This is the first reading. We get on our knees. We ask for God's forgiveness. You do that, especially by coming to the confessional. You cannot be guilty of something that God can't forgive. No matter what it is, no matter what you think we've done, God's mercy is greater. Now, later in that same day, I was talking with somebody that I, I, I've been working with for years and, and, and they brought up an interesting point on attachments. They said, Father, the devil doesn't get me on mortal sin. The devil gets me by letting, not letting go of things that aren't sinful in nature. I said, give me an example. So little tiny things like maybe too much watching a sports or these types of attachments. And this wasn't confession, so I can, I can share with you. And it wasn't under the seal or spiritual direction. It was just a friendly conversation. And they said, how the devil works, and I've seen this, Father, is through, if he can't get you by mortal sin, he'll get you by things that you think are good because they detract you away from him. Remember the definition of sin is simply taking your eyes off the creator and putting it onto the creature or the created thing. And so this was interesting because attachments are something I almost never hear in the confessional. I almost never hear about attachments of non-sinful nature. Now, sinful attachments, be it pornography or alcoholism or things like that, yes. But non-sinful attachments are very dangerous because they can still get us. That's what Jesus is talking about in this gospel passage. Don't be attached to the things that will distract you from God. You know, Jesus makes it very clear that he, and first of all, he does it through the church. He sets up these priests. It says he gave them the authority. He does this. Um, the apostles had a lot of authority that he gave them, and that's who the priests are. The priests are in persona Christi. But I think what's very powerful is Jesus is telling them, go as you are. Don't be attached. They must take no money to pay for even rent or food. Why? It shows that they must not depend on themselves, but they depend on God, not their own resources, but the resources God provides. They had to depend on God in his kindness and the kindness of other people. That's why I've said before that we are dependent as a community upon the people God sends us. And thank God, God has sent us so many wonderful people like you to help us in this ministry. And so what our Lord is saying is basically, Father Chris, don't spend your day worrying and spending all your effort 
on making sure you have the resources to do your job. I will provide. You just trust and you detach from all these things that keep you from me, whatever they might be. So these are absolute wonderful messages for us. You know, the Talmud, the old uh, Jewish uh, scriptures said, no one is to go into the temple with staff, shoes, girdle of money, or dusty feet. Our Lord also talks about wiping your feet. The idea was that when one entered the temple, he must leave everything else behind. All other attachments, even non-sinful attachments. We could be attached to people in a non-sinful way. But if that person consumes your every thought and being, and there's no time for God, and this can even happen with spouses and children. Remember, the order of importance in our life is God first, spouse second, children third. And you've heard me say before, got a good friend that says, my order of importance is child, my children first, my spouse second, and then God. We can't reverse those, that importance. It's God first, spouse second, children third. And that's sometimes lost in our community. So this idea that when you entered the temple, you must leave everything behind. So what is Jesus saying here? You got to treat the whole world as my temple. When you go out into that world, you got to leave everything else behind. Now, does that mean you abandon your spouse and your children? Of course not. Not at all. You have a duty. But all those other things that could grab our attachments or grab our desires. Remember, where your heart is, is where your treasure is. What is your heart? What is your treasure? Is it fame? Is it fortune? Is it recognition? Is it rich? Is it pleasure? Is it comfort? Is it ease? These are not things Jesus promised. Jesus promised nothing for us in this world except the cross. I was like, gee, Father, you're really shedding a light of light on my day. There is no prosperity gospel. Don't fall. This is sweeping South America. Brazil used to be 96% Catholic. It's now less than 50% Catholic. Because God bless them, non-Catholic missionaries are going into those lands and they're buying the people's belief in this prosperity gospel. You love Jesus, you'll get that new car. You love Jesus, you'll get that new home. You love Jesus, you'll get that new beautiful wife. You love Jesus, you'll be promoted at work because you are the best. I always tell you, I hear that famous, he's got the biggest church in the United States. And his constant lectures are dangerous because he was saying that just again the other day, that you are the best. You love Jesus you are going to be made the manager of your office because you deserve the recognition. You deserve the increase in salary. You deserve the promotion. You deserve, okay, that's great. You get that, that's powerful, that's beautiful, that's nice, but that can't be your focus of what Jesus does for you. Jesus doesn't bring you more money. Jesus brings you the way to heaven and the way to heaven is the cross, Remember Faustina, 
Lord, I don't ask that you take me down from the cross. I ask that you give me the, the perseverance to remain steadfast upon it. And so the biggest hindrance to us and our way to heaven, which is the cross, are these attachments. And that's why Jesus here in this gospel and the Talmud said, watch out. The Talmud and Jesus is both saying us, the whole world is your temple. So when you go out into the world, like going into the temple, you are to leave your staff, shoes, girdle of money, and dusty feet behind. In other words, be like St. Therese. St. Therese's feast day is coming up next, uh, first week of October. And I'm doing a talk this Saturday. I ask that you join us on the Explaining the Faith series. It's going to be on St. Francis and St. Therese of Lisieux. St. Therese of Lisieux is a great example. We're going to be talking about her on Saturday. And her example was the little way. Basically, Lord, I'm going to become before you naked with nothing. Stripped bare because nothing is mine. I'm only a steward of what you gave me. I'm completely emptying myself. I am completely detaching from everything. And I'm going to come before you naked. No sandals, no money, no shoes, no staff, no girdle of money, nothing. St. Therese got this passage because she was basically saying, I'm going to have none of that. Lord, you told your own very apostles to drop them, to leave them, to not worry. I'm going to do that and I'm going to come before you naked. I will have nothing except what was the one thing St. Therese said she'll have. She said, I will not have sandal. I will not have cloak. I will not have staff. I will not have money. I will not have fame. I will not have fortune. But as what is the one thing St. Therese said she will have? God's mercy. And she said, that's all I need. So I go back to the woman in the confessional. It doesn't matter what sin you're getting ready to confess. God's mercy is greater. And that mercy overpowers the only unforgivable sin. Because the only unforgivable sin is not asking for God's mercy. So as we prepare for the tremendous week of saints coming up the first week of October, the heaviest of all hitters in that very first week of October, the first couple of days, you got Teresa of Lisieux, you've got the archangels uh, on the first and the second. You've got St. Francis of Assisi on October 4th. You got the biggest of them, St. Faustine on October 5th. You've got Our Lady the Rosary on October 7th. Do you realize what a power-packed week we have coming up that first week of October? And the message of St. Therese of Lisieux, join us on Saturday, is all about this gospel. Detach, go before the Lord with nothing. It's not the prosperity gospel, a bigger house, a promotion, more money at work. It's about stripping ourselves and detaching so that we go before our Lord with nothing but his mercy. When we do that, we have fulfilled what Jesus said to the apostles to do. And that is to leave it at the door. Material things can distract us from God. Now we need them to live. Please, I understand that. 
We need a car to get to, to work. We need uh, groceries. We need to buy things. We need clothing. Absolutely. We're not saying that. But they can't become your obsession. God provides. So basically, this is the message I believe in today's gospel. And with St. Therese of the Zoo coming up, it's a great message. Just remember, when it's all said and done, as long as we turn to God, A, ask for his mercy, and we are repentant, we have everything we need in this world. And especially the only thing in the next world. Because nothing in this world will carry over except love. And the highest form of love is mercy. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.